Blog Talk Radio. Great good joy to you, my friends, and good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, bringing you the most fascinating and the most helpful folks in the business community from around the globe. This is Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and we're focusing today on the vet advantage, why your firm needs vets now. Yes, today we're going to delve into the best all-around solution for your business since the tax deduction. We're going to discover how to get the backbone of experienced leadership into your firm and scoop up some innovations and cash all while you're about it. And by the sweet hand of fate, and agile scheduling, I might add, we have with us uh, Mr. Jack Faneuil, CEO and founder of the GI Go Fund and Job Path, uh, plus both those organizations' top booster and marketing guru, the lovely and my very dear friend, Miss Carol Gable, and they will be revealing just what else our nation's military veterans can be doing for you and your business. So, Carol, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bart. Thanks for having me on. Oh, that's great. Jack, how's the world treating you? Uh, it's great, Bart. I'm glad to be back with you. Thanks for having me back. Yes, well, I'm so glad that you could come back with us. And I, I think it's marvelous that you're taking a break from setting all the uh, U.S. Senate straight on the needs of uh, the needs of, of our veterans. As a matter of fact, uh, you're you're making a special call in now, just from uh, from D.C., where you have been been whipping the senators into line. Am I right? Uh, I, I have been. I don't. And honestly, it's, uh, uh, it's. I'm more advocating on behalf of the employers and the veterans. The uh, the employers are the ones that are chomping at the bit now to hire these vets, and uh, I'm trying to get some of those employers front of the line. Oh, that's great. Good for you. Well, as a, a sort of a little foretaste of, of the Feast of Wisdom to come, Jack, I'd like to ask you a question now. Jack, I'm, I'm a businessman. I, I'm as patriotic as the next guy. And I know that all these vets here have served our countries and sacrificed for our freedom, but my company simply can't afford charity, my man. I mean, you understand, I hear all this news about, about post-traumatic stress syndrome, and, and so honestly, should I really be hiring a veteran? I mean, i gotta, I got a business to run here. I gotta think of my company first. Do I really want to be hiring a veteran? Well, I mean, obviously, Bart, that's a uh, to me that's a softball. It's uh, obviously no brainer <laughs> to hire veterans. Uh, veterans are obviously the backbone of this country. Uh, they were mm-hmm. the backbone of the economic boom following World War II, uh, and they are an absolute asset to any company. Ask any company that's hired a veteran. Ask any employer that's bought a veteran uh, onto the uh, workforce. And they'll tell you it wasn't charity. I, I, I also run a charity. I have another, I have a nonprofit. Uh, and when uh-huh. it comes to helping veterans find a job, uh, that's not charity. That's, that's, that's good work because uh, we're, we're staffing employers with real talent, with people who make their company a better place. Uh, this isn't charity by any means. Uh, charity is a whole other world. There are people out there who suffer from homelessness and, and things of that nature mm-hmm. and need uh, health care and, and things of that nature. But those aren't the people who we're bringing to the workforce. The people who we're bringing to the workforce are work-ready military veterans, people who have served this country, and people who have uh-huh. skills and people who make their workplace a better place. All right. Well, 
uh, I, as you can see, you, we have a feast of wisdom in store for each individual out there. And I mean whether you are the head of a yoga studio, studio seeking to help folks break free into joy like Marie, or whether you're an ambitious soul who's risen from poor Glasgow milk boy delivered a major corporate financial planner like James. <laughs> the Art of the CEO is here to bring you the wisdom of the masters. So stick with us as every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the overwhelmingly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this episode by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO, where every week you may gather up and reap the sage counsel that will make your careers thrive and your ventures absolutely flourish. But before Jack and Carol and you and I all seize the further taste of vet power, why don't we take a, a moment out there to supply you with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. So first, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, please ponder a moment, ask, will this be the day that you fully realize your powers, review your achievements, and find all those new avenues to unleash that muscle that you really do possess? Or will you continue to compare yourself to others and dull the force that you truly do hold? The choice is truly yours, my friend. And as a second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Whips book. So I'm pulling it down here, and I'm filming through. Let's get to the end. All right, here we, here we are. This is number 100. Bullying is like a washing machine. It only works if you push the right buttons. And as an afterthought, uh, you know the odds are that you really cannot change the bully's threat and scare tactics. But uh, when you realize his insecure scrabble to survive and your own potential to grow your abilities, uh, you may just begin to see how empty all his browbeating rants really are. Just a thought. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should, it would prove quite appropriate, I'd say, to call today's utensil the Mesquite Falk. So, coming right at you now is the answers from last week's business quotations. And hang with us, because later in the show, blurting your way, will be another enriching quotation, and if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply write that name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said... Change is inevitable, except from vending machines, uh, was spoken by none other than the Google CEO, Mr. Eric Schmidt. So, with utensils in hand, let's tuck into today's Feast of Wisdom and turn again uh, to those folks fighting for our fighting men and women, Ms. Carol Gable and Mr. Jack Venus. Jack, uh, I was wondering if you could uh, continue enlightening us. Uh, obviously, you're, you're great believers in the helping hand rather than the handout. You've got founded the GI Go Fund a decade ago, and I, uh, that means geez, that's your 10th anniversary. I believe that's the beating the tin swords at the plowshare anniversary or whatever. Um, and I, I know you offer an awful lot of jobs, but 
could you give us kind of a full view of what the GI Go Fund really does? So GI yeah, Go Fund is the uh, nonprofit arm of what I do to help and serve our veterans. Uh, uh-huh. GI Go Fund uh, mainly focuses on helping veterans find jobs through uh, job training. Uh, this is really focused on veterans who aren't job ready yet. Veterans who have just come off the streets or, or veterans who are getting out of the hospital. Veterans who need that little bit of extra help. Uh, they go through the nonprofit arm. They get some of that job training and skills from that avenue. Uh, but Job Pass, uh, which is the for profit arm of what we do, is, is the company that, uh-huh. that really takes the opportunity to take job opportunities from employers, post them on our site free of charge connect veterans with those job openings free of charge, let veterans write their resumes on our site free of charge, uh, give greater access to skills and mentorship on our site free of charge to veterans. What we're trying to do is really connect the dots and create an environment that helps foster hiring for veterans. So a lot of employers will say to me exactly like you just said to me, uh, why should I hire a veteran? You know, I'm patriotic, but that's... No, that's not good enough. And I agree with them. I'm not asking anybody to hire a veteran because of the patriotic reasons. I'm asking employers to get on our site, get to know these veterans, meet them, and I guarantee you, you find veterans and employees that will do an incredible job for your company. I'm not asking you to pay any money. I'm not giving you a money-back guarantee. Come on our site free of charge, and I guarantee you, you'll find veterans. Uh, I don't know if there's anything more more than I can say as far as a uh, a guarantee is concerned. I'm not going to give you a money-back guarantee. There's no money to come. No, I think you've you've really explained it well and and amply. Carol, uh, now, when you go to that site, you're going to see all levels of jobs. There are some very high-level jobs on on uh, yourjobpath.com site, right? Right. Well, there's high levels of veterans. You know, it's not just... Mm -hmm. those veterans that have just graduated college or are returning from one round in Iraq, we have uh-huh. all kinds of veterans. So, amply so, one would expect the same caliber from us to present jobs that you know th- they could apply for and be happy with. Give me an example of someone that that you've noted recently that uh, came back out of the service with a very high level of ability that uh, you feel any corporation would, would would be lucky to get their hands on. Oh, there are well, so there, many. I was just I was just with a veteran. Sorry, I was just with a veteran the other day. Uh uh-huh. This veterans. is you, Jack, right? You were you were with a veteran yesterday. Uh huh. Just the other day, one of our job fairs, and, and and this veteran comes back. Um, with a with a degree in nuclear engineering, served on a Navy vessel, uh, has a background in, in nuclear submarines, uh, and is a total asset. I, I connected him with with CSCNG in New Jersey, uh, and it's just mm-hmm. an absolute classic fit for the type of energy work that PSCNG is doing. This is an, an upper upper level, high end engineer in nuclear science. Uh, served on the, on the military, served in the Navy on a nuclear submarine that helped prepare him for the workforce in addition to the education he has in that field. So he's got real-life work experience in some serious types of environments, coupled with the education. Now, this is a military veteran. Uh-huh. Most yeah, employers, right. unless they're actively looking for a military veteran, don't recognize that these skills exist within the military. You know, I, I think you're right. I think you. I mean, this is the sort of talent you're looking at here. Obviously, it's it's far. These people are far, far too intelligent to be considered uh, current U.S. presidential hopefuls. 
so, uh, but, but they have something really to instead. They have something really to contribute. Oh, I don't know who said that, but that was a terrible thing to say. But uh, <laughs> Carol, so you go around and you talk to people about this. You boost this up. What kind of reception are businesses giving you when when you bring about bring these job offers and bring and talk about vets? What kind of response are you getting? They're delighted. I mean, I walk into a company and a company that really wants to hire veterans and they know the value of veterans, they are dying to see me. They want to learn more. And the most important um, feature is not only are they enthusiastic, they're really committed to it. We right now have a number of companies that really, really appreciate the value of hiring a veteran. Um, And there's many reasons why. Um, so they're, most of the companies that we approach or they approach us, we've had companies that actually have found us and will ask us to meet with them. Um, so more and more, JobPath is really getting recognized you know, as being you know, one of the, I, I would say, only um, place where you could you know, post jobs specifically for the veterans. Um, we don't really right, deal right. with any other population. So it's very unique, and finally, you know, we're getting the kind of recognition that we really deserve. Oh, I think that's fabulous. Now, uh, okay, Jack, that's where that's what the businesses are saying. When you go out and you are you're squaring off against uh, the various people from uh, the the uh, in our uh, <clears throat> legislature on both sides of the aisle, uh, is your response generally favorable? Oh, absolutely. So. I, I, I kind of have the easiest job in the world because, you know, nobody in the world is going to come back to me and say, you know, we don't want to help you get veterans jobs. Uh, we don't we don't think veterans should be working. So I, I never really get much pushback. Uh, the, the problem is, what's the follow-up? What happens after the meeting? Everybody will tell me what yeah. I need to hear during the meeting, but what happens after the meeting? And, and the right. truth is, when we make a compelling enough case uh, that we're preparing veterans for the job force, we're giving them the mm-hmm. skills, and they possess the skills ahead of time for the specific jobs that companies are hiring for. Then people are, are they go beyond the meeting and say, yes, we want to we want to help you hire veterans, and they actually start acting on it. And that's what the most important thing is. I mean, ultimately, in the veteran community, whether it be VA healthcare or jobs, has been riddled with with talk. I mean, and that's it. Just a bunch right. of talk for the last 50, 60, 70 years. Uh, and nothing uh. has happened in the veteran community other than despair and, you know, sadness. And we believe what Job Path is bringing to the table is an insight for employers, an insight for legislators, an insight for government officials to say, oh, wow, these veterans really are talented. We really can help these veterans. Uh, and it's a really easy way for, for employers, for government officials to meet these people, to meet these individuals and see exactly what skills they bring to the table. So it's not a matter of ever having any pushback from my meeting. Mm-hmm. It's about getting people excited post-meeting. About, about getting say, the action. We want to get this going. I think it's great, Jack. I think it's great. I'm gonna and you know the problems you're facing have been around a while. In in the Civil War, the the uh, for a vet to get his benefit uh, his, his benefits, it was so bad he had to march down. He would have to walk down to Washington to get it. And they kept all of the the vets' registry and their uh, the the benefits they should be getting in big letter in, in big ledgers. And you know what they bound those big ledgers with? Do you know? Do you know, Carol? I actually do. Red tape. 
That's it. Oh, no, no. You guys are sharp. No, uh, They bound that up with red tape. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have two folks here. We've got Carol Gable and Jack Venus who are busting through the red tape, which we all have wanted to see taken away uh, from that. And I have, uh, I've got just one more uh, question here. And but before we go for a break, so stick with us, folks, but because you do want to hear this, uh, I'd like to hear the answer to this. Uh, today, uh, about uh, we have really brought our homeless, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, our unemployment down. We're now, uh, the, the President's Workforce, everything has brought the, the veterans, I'm sorry, has brought unemployment to 4.9%, and it was started uh, down from 14% uh, when, the, when the Great uh, the, uh, Recession took. Now, the jobless rate, is that that's for the general overall country. Now, as I understand, what that's uh, down to, that's less than 5% in this country, but for uh, veterans who've been to Afghanistan, it's about one out of five who are unemployed. Am I right? And uh, what are the challenges these guys are facing? Could you tell us that? Jack, go ahead. So, I mean, listen, the unemployment rate obviously is a number that uh, changes on a regular basis. And, and, and sure. It's not important what the, what the unemployment rate is. Uh, if one veteran is unemployed, that's too many for me. Uh, and ultimately, there is a disconnect. There is a disconnect uh, between the veteran and employer. But we're bridging uh-huh. that gap. And what we can what we can believe is the 21st century veterans will find more jobs than they did in the 20th century. In the 21st uh-huh. century, more people will understand what our military brings to the table and what skills and assets they bring back. Uh, and we believe that we're a part of that. So as we progress through the years, and as we progress through the months, and as more veterans come home. We know that those people will find jobs when they come home because more employers understand what veterans are going through and more veterans have access to good paying jobs to job paths uh, than they previously did. So if one veteran is, is unemployed, it's too many. Uh, and if one employer doesn't understand what our veterans bring back to the table, it's too many. So we're trying to we're trying to educate and, and, and bridge the gap uh, okay. to make sure that people are, 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 are connecting and hiring people. Are, are connected with what's there. That's, that's fabulous. I admire the work so much. Uh, my, my friends, this is Bart Jackson, and you have pulled up your chair to join the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And since we've come to the midpoint of today's feast, uh, it's time to take a brief sorbet, if you will, and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among several other divisions, uh, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom, of wisdom from business masters. Get myself straightened up here. Um, but at any rate, uh, <clears throat> Prometheus Publishing would really like to invite you to take a look at the, the one book that really launched this entire bizarre radio show. It is also titled The Art of the CEO, and it's a volume which collects and distills the most masterful practices of business leaders from all over this terrestrial orb, and it presents them to you in a clean, crisp way that will help both your career and your company. This book has been play, praised by radio show host and uh, CEO himself, Daryl Gunter, as, quote, one of the best business leadership books I have read in my career, 
full of wisdom. What are you waiting for? I think that's enough said on that. Go to bartsbook.com and why and uh, why wait any longer to set yourself going up and moving on. So uh, now. Back to each of you who is fed up with our media's obsession of uh, a presidential horse race and would like to hear what's actually going on in our lives, uh, let us return to uh, Bart Jackson, your curator of business knowledge and the shining uh, men and women who've made our country secure and their greatest aides to camp, Mr. Jack Vaduce and Carol Gable. I have one question I know that, that you're fighting very hard for jobs, and but the... Uh, the one of the all, obviously no job uh, means no home sooner or later, and I, as I understand it, am I right in saying that about forty-eight thousand veterans tonight will be sleeping out in the cold, uh, and an, and another hundred and fifty thousand will be in shelters? Uh, I, I know you're fighting on that. Is 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 that are those statistics right? And is there a way that we could? What can we as a society do? So, again, just like the unemployment numbers, if one veteran sleeping on the street, it's too many. And those numbers vary. They change on a nightly basis. I've heard higher and I've heard lower. Uh, okay. Ultimately, the point is too many of our veterans have come home to an, uh, a climate that doesn't understand what they bring to the table, uh-huh. which uh-huh. means they don't find jobs. And when they don't find jobs, just like anybody else, they, they become homeless. So the unemployment sure. rate among sure. veterans is higher, higher than the civilians. Uh, and that's why our homelessness is higher than with civilians. Uh, and after Vietnam, too many of our veterans came home to a climate that really rejected them. Uh, not so much didn't understand them, but rejected them. Uh, and that rejection, oh. you can see it on, the, on park benches and on, uh, in train stations throughout the country. It, it, that's where our veterans are. That rejection is still there. It still exists. And they're sitting there on a daily basis rejected for the last 40 years. Ultimately, the goal of Job Pass and our objective is to make sure that veterans will never sleep on those benches again. The next generation of veterans will never sleep on the street corner again. They'll have good paying jobs. They'll have homes. They'll use their VA home loans and get good, great homes and build their families and send their kids off to school and college and live the fulfilled American dream they always dreamt of uh, and what they always fought for. That's what Job Pass right. is all about. I mean, there is no doubt that our past, when it comes to dealing with veterans, has been bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, job right. Pass' objective is to make our future bright and perfect for veterans. That's great. Uh, it's wonderful. Now, you've got some good things coming your way. Carol, uh, you've got a big March 16th job fair coming up, don't you? Jack, March 16th, is that with G.I. A- a- Go a- Fund? A- April 12th. April 12th, I believe. Oh, April 12th. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. This is why I have to have people smarter than the host on this show to, to make sure that everything is correct. All right, yeah, that Carol, tell, us about the, tell us about the job fair that's coming up. Did you say me, Jack? I mean, y- yes, Carol, go ahead. Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Jack, where is the job fair? I mean, I could tell you about the, so the job fair and what we do. So the job fair is in, is in Newark. It's at NJ Pack, uh, uh-huh. uh, the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. It's April 12th uh, from 10 to 2. Uh, we have, obviously, some of New Jersey's largest employers will be in attendance uh, looking to hire veterans. We're not allowing employers to come unless they have active jobs. Uh, we will right. be partnering with Job Pass to bring in resume writing skills. We'll be partnering with the Department of Labor to bring in some coaching skills. We'll be bringing in some of our mentors from the Job Pass Mentoring Network 
uh, to start mentoring veterans right there on site and, and build long-standing relationships with these veterans to help them through their career process. Uh, it should be an exciting time. It's our, I believe, our seventh uh, annual job fair in the city of Newark. We've been doing them throughout the country, uh, and obviously the one in the city of Newark is, is one that's near and dear to our hearts, where we got started, uh, and we love coming back to Newark, and we're excited to do it at NJ Pack. Well, speaking of Newark, I know that uh, that you have uh, forged a very strong uh, relationship with Mayor, former Mayor, and now current Senator Cory Booker, and you were the ones who really sort of prompted uh, Booker and and the uh, Sound Fathers of Newark to have, I believe, it was the nation's first city office for Veterans Affairs. Is that is that right? Yep, that's true. Uh, my nonprofit, the GI Go Fund, was the uh partnered with uh, then-Mayor Booker to create an office in City Hall. It was the first ever of its kind in the country. Uh, traditionally, we're, we're, all about, we're all about access, uh, whether it be uh, driving access or getting to health care and uh, getting to job interviews or using things online. I'm all about getting veterans more access to services. Uh, and we believe that veterans uh, oftentimes are lacking in quality service because they don't have quality access to those services. Right. Uh, and one of those places is in, the, is in a major city. Uh, imagine if you're a veteran, you don't have a car, you live in the city of Newark, how are you going to get to the VA? It's impossible. Uh, and that's yeah. why when we met with Mayor Booker, he was a, a newly newly uh, sworn-in mayor uh, who learned uh-huh. about the problem of homelessness and unemployment in Newark. And I said to him, look, Mayor, these veterans can't get to, their, to the VA offices. They can't get there. They don't have cars. Uh, and they can't walk into City Hall and get into services. So he gave us an office in City Hall. We created a, a great office space, a great incubator uh, that led us to, to move now to Gateway Center in the city of Newark, uh, which even increases accessibility because now we're right on the train line. We're one stop from Newark Airport, one stop from New York City. Uh, any veteran with a disability can get to us without ever having to get in uh, a car or, or a, uh, a special needs bus. And it's, it's, huh? just, it's about increasing accessibility. And, this office is now the most veteran accessible office in the country. And that's really what it's all about. Job Pass is all about accessibility to jobs, accessibility to job training and mentorship. It's all about increasing uh-huh. accessibility. For I think that sounds, it, it sounds like you're really bringing things right forward with, with specific problems. There's a good business planning here. Uh, Carol, when you, uh, you've talked to me uh just privately about a lot of, of the job training that's going on and uh, heaven knows our, our work life and the daily tasks that we're doing are, are changing time out of mind in the last few years. And um, I was just wondering, just just to give people an idea, what are what's some of the most popular kind of job training that uh, both in the GI Go Fund and your job path that you're concentrating on? What are some of the biggest areas and fields that you're training for, you're having the vets trained for? Well, I'm really glad that you brought that question. Um, First of all, when a veteran signs up on JobPath and also the company creates a profile, we have over 170 training programs that the veteran can participate in. Or the um, recruiter, the HR recruiter may have a specific training that they have in mind and they can actually place the training themselves within the online portal. So we have close to 200 training programs, so it varies. Um, but 
Another um, really great feature that wasn't mentioned is, you know, just like we all have NAICS codes or SIC codes within our descriptions sure. of jobs sure. and, you know, what um, what each job description has and it has a number attached to it. Well, veterans also have a number attached to their skill set and they, they refer to it as an MOS code. And um, oh. at JobPath, we took a lot of time to um, translate what that code means to an HR recruiter. So if you have someone in the military that has specific skills, in the past it was not communicated effectively. The translation was lost, and hence the connection was never made. So now we've translated what all of the skill sets of the veterans mean to an HR recruiter. So that's even more important than the actual training. What's really important is that we bridge the gap, one of the biggest gaps. Jack and I met you, you guys have just ago. snipped a whole lot of red tape with that, haven't you? We sure did, yeah. All right. Um, when we met right. years ago, um, the job fairs were not successful because oh. that connection was never made, you know, what the skill set oh. is for the veteran and the needs for the HR recruiter. So more important than training is that we're actually translating for the veteran to the recruiter. Wow. This is, uh, I would like to thank, really, Carol and, and Jack, you really deserve so much credit for what you're doing and putting yourselves out there and uh, working with everybody. Now, as people here, this, we, we all want to get involved. How can we not? So uh, for, for the folks who are, are listening to us, and, and they may, they may, if I have a company and I want to, Bring it to the your uh, April job fair. If I want to make a donation, if I want to uh, help those donate some of my time, how do I get in touch with you? How how can I uh, how can I lend a hand? So if you're looking Jack? to attend our job fair, you, yeah. If you'd like to attend our job fair, you visit our website gigofund.org. Uh, and if uh-huh. you're an employee, you'd like to get involved and uh, give some of your time, we really invite employers. Uh, HR professional CEOs to go to jobpath.com, yourjobpath.com slash mentorship uh, and sign up as a mentor. Uh, you can mentor veterans directly online. Veterans can connect with you. You can give them advice on job openings, job opportunities, conduct mock interviews with them right there on the website, uh, open up video chats, text chats. It's almost like a LinkedIn meets Facebook meets monster.com uh, where people can really help veterans online uh, get themselves ready for jobs. All right. I want to know, I, and I can't resist, just I, for years I went up to uh, Harlem to help some of the vets, uh, counsel them on getting jobs. And so if I could just say one, one thing that I told every single person out there, and that uh, whether you're a vet or not, you are never, never looking for a job you are always, always offering your services. Take in that mindset. I'm sorry, I just had to tick, stick that in there. But mm-hmm. I thank you both, Carol and uh, Jack. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Thanks for having us, Okay. Well, so ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show, uh, and in the middle of the time with the FBI seeking to wreak iPhone privacy havoc and all the other things facing us, Let's keep the good thought about what we've had from this show, that there are people out there helping. And let me leave you today uh, with the business, our new business quotation. Who was it who said, uh, 
The only reason why most American families don't own an elephant is that they've never been offered an elephant for a dollar down in easy weekly payments. <laughs> I love that. The authors of that quote were the editors of a magazine that was so honest and so humorously sarcastic that it is, well, it's really children who read it most, so there you have it. And remember, if you know the name of that author of the quote, uh, just write that name down as you believe him or her to be and send it to info at bardsbooks.com to win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bard's Books Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, when clouds grow dark, it's a bad sign for the poor. And when the sun begins to shine, it's a good omen for the rich. (laughs) And uh, finally, to all you faithful, playful folks sharing the feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Jack and Carol and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this on all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And next week, do tune in to Blog Talk Radio because you do not want to miss this, the tales from the estate given us by the nation's foremost estate planner, Mr. Marty Shankman, and you'll laugh a little and learn a lot of what you really, really need. So to each gentleman and each lady, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. 